This podcast may contain language that is not suitable for all listeners. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are for entertainment purposes and may not reflect the views and opinions of the hosts. Hello there, listeners. This is another episode of Without Definite Aim, a podcast where we use a random topic generator to dictate the direction of our conversation. I'm one of your hosts, and my name is Vincenzo. Welcome, and I'm joined. Ah, oh, he's just fucking. He's such a good bloke. Oh, if you don't know him, <laughs> you're missing out. You are missing, you're missing out. One hundred percent, one hundred and ten percent. You're missing out. Hello, thank you for the warm introduction, Vinny. My name is Drew. I'm your other host on this beautiful podcast that we do um, once a week, mostly. But you know, life gets in the way sometimes, and. Hey, we've never claimed to be the most professional podcast out there. Yeah, I feel like Drew says that once an episode. It's just, uh, you know, it might might be on the start, might be on the tail end, somewhere well, in the middle. Hey, you know, it just depends. Sometimes, you know, sometimes my computer doesn't want to uh, cooperate with us, and we just we just kind of roll with the punches, you know? We do. We make it happen. Sometimes we record 10 minutes, and then we have to restart, and there was treasure <laughs> in that 10 minutes, but... We oh, just that's let it so go. tragic when that happens. It, it is. It's tragic when it's been a great intro. There's just been this natural flow between us, and then, booyah! Booyah! The computer. Words. The yeah. The computer gods say no. Nope. We gotta try again. The computer gods say no. No try on. But the one god that we can praise beyond to him. The one god that we can always rely <laughs> on always brings it straight. Why do why is like praise be unto him just the the most perfect phrase? I just love it. Yeah, I, I love the Aussie button god, dude. I just love how that like how naturally the, the Aussie button came into our lives. How 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 easy it was to love him. Is this is this him. how people feel when they find Jesus? They just like they're just like, oh my god, Jesus is in my life. I hope they I do. guess maybe maybe I'm starting to get religion because I you know, I feel the love with the Aussie button god and he treats us well. He doesn't expect anything. There's no I mean, I guess the area of worship is digital. It's this podcast. But yeah. The, you know, he the, he doesn't expect anything. He doesn't ask he doesn't put around a collection plate at the end of the service. Yeah, there's just, no church. There's no he doesn't make us get on our knees and suck dick. I just <laughs> I've never that's been what, that's never what, been to that church, but maybe is that one not day. normal religion? I, I, I don't know. I keep hearing about priests and young boys. Uh, I don't oh know. yes, it is. It is if it's the Catholic. The, if you're if you're <laughs> yeah. an Irish Catholic, I think that's normal. Yes, you just that's part of the you you uh, you do communion and then you suck a priest's penis and boom, yep. you're getting into heaven. You don't, those churches, it's not the blood of Christ, it's the semen of the priest. <laughs> oh my gosh. Whoa, 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 don't say, oh my god, you, you started there, I just took it there. No, it's so, no, I'm just laughing at how fucked up I am too in my head, I just. We're fucked up together and that's why we're beautiful. That's true, that's true, that's why this, that's why this shit works, at least for me and Vinny. Um, if you're a real man. And you need something to grasp onto. Maybe you're installing something for your elderly, uh, grand, your grandparents, your elderly mother, your elderly father. Maybe they need, you know, you've been to your grandparents' place. Sometimes they have stainless steel products in their shower for protection. You get frail as you get older. And you need something sure. sturdy in your life. Something that you know you can always rely on. Uh, and I, and Drew and I both know this great company that will bring that sturdiness into your life. It's true, and I only hope one day that that I can rely on something as as sturdy, as safe, as really, really just. There's a sense of security there with this product. The handrails that we'll install in our elderly showers. It just I couldn't ask for a better product and a better, really a better company to provide that product. Vinny, tell us about the company. It's this great company. They were established in 1992. That was a great year, actually, for me. I don't really remember it, but that's how great it was because I don't remember it. And they're based in Brisbane. Uh, their name is Bentec, 
and they're Australia's only manufacturer of the stainless steel tube. The company then takes the tube in various shapes and grab manufactures grab rails, handrails, boat rails. Ah, Captain. Ah, that was amazing. At a range of other products for the aged care, disability, and transport markets, you can find all their wonderful products and more at www.bentech.com.au. Thank you, Bentech. We appreciate you and the sturdiness and reliability that you bring into our lives. Yes, thank you, Bentech. Yeah, that was my um, that was my uh, church voice. Oh, Captain. <laughs> that was beautiful. We pray to the Aussie Barton God. <laughs> Could you? <laughs> oh man! After just this beautiful church hymn, is just the. <laughs> yeah, the, the call of the. Uh, the Aboriginals, oh, the Koori people yeah. in the wilderness of Australia, <laughs> in the outback. Oh man, um, I have the random topic generator this love, lovely fine evening, and if you're ready, I'm gonna go ahead and press the button, and we're gonna get going. Does that sound like a plan to you? Please bring another random topic into our lives this week. I've been okay. eager. I've been antsy. Smash it. Antsy. Okay, here we go. Tonight's random topic is... China. <laughs> China. 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 The, the, the lovely country... I don't know if it's lovely or not. I've never been. But the country of China... China. I we've talked about this I think on the podcast before, but the way Trump says China just makes me think of like a kid not pronouncing vagina properly. You know, yeah. like little kids call it Gina. Mommy, my Gina itches. <laughs> Trump said something about like you gotta grab it by the Gina. <laughs> you gotta grab it by the Gina. China, just grab this it. This is our greatest enemy. It's the China. You the never China. know when it's gonna come get you, but it's yeah. the China. Hey, China, you sometimes you have trouble finding the clitoris in the China. <laughs> I I've heard that there's the G spot, and I know that that is a myth. You can't find it. It's nowhere <laughs> to be found. But I do know that it's within the China, and. <laughs> The clitoris is just a small penis. I would know I have a clitoris. <laughs> uh, China. Okay, have you ever been to China? No. No, and I gotta say, I don't, I'm not sure that I want to go. <laughs> There's lots of other countries on my list. I would go to China. I mean, I, it's not, I can't say it's high on my list too, but not like a negative way. Chinese food is delicious. Even though I know that American Chinese is like its own thing, and the, the the Chinese food that most of the world had, I think, it's not particularly traditional. No. Um, have you have you ever tried or, or heard of peck, uh, pecking duck? Oh, dude, I fucked have, up a few pecking ducks in my day. Have you? I've oh. never tried pecking duck. Is it's it good? It's, have you had duck before? Yeah, I, I'm not the biggest duck fan in the world. But I would try it. Do you, you like know me? I would try anything. You're more of a white meat kind of chicken guy, aren't you? <laughs> I, I like the look at his face. Is like, should I be insulted by this? Yeah, I was like, uh, should I? Should I be upset that he's like talking down about my meat? My meat choices. <laughs> my my poultry meat choices. Um, it's okay if you're a white meat guy. It's okay. Yeah, uh, yeah, I guess, I guess, I guess so. I'm not a big like. I mean, chicken's all right. I don't love fowl, fowl, f o w l. Like turkey is like you know we've talked oh, about this before. Turkey's overrated. Not, yeah, we know that. You know, not not my favorite. Um, I've heard stories from Drew's family. It's been trickled down through his uh, cousins and relatives to me personally that 
when the turkey gets brought out on Thanksgiving Day, Drew looks at it right up its anus or head, <laughs> head cavity or whatever the fuck that thing is, and he goes, fuck you. Fuck <laughs> you. I actually fist the turkey and I say, not today, turkey. Fuck you. Fuck you. Um, no, I, I, I don't know. I, I, duck is, duck, at least all the duck that I've had, it's like, it's kind of, is it kind of greasy? Is it kind of a greasy Well, that's meat? why it's prized, though, is that fattiness of it. Because it's a very, like, smooth, buttery fat. It's not like a gross fat. Like, chewy fat. It's like, yeah, yeah it's like a... Yeah, I don't know. I just... I, th- I think every time I've had duck, maybe it hasn't been prepared well. Um, and it just... It just it just is a little too greasy, too, too much for me, I think. Um... The other, the, yeah, what I was, why I was getting to like white versus dark meat. Duck for me is kind of like the dark meat of of any of the of birds, where it's like richer. It has more of that like flavor, that like poultry flavor. Um, I have had Peking duck. There was a place we used to go to with my family. It was always like more of a special occasion uh, thing. They were a straight up Chinese restaurant, but they also had Peking duck, and you had to order it in advance. Uh, and the way that it worked, the pecking duck that I had was always three, it was its own meal and you could order other meals as well, but it came in, uh, three stages. So the owner of this restaurant was this old school Chinese guy. He'd come out with the duck, like still head attached after it had been roasted. And he would like carve that thing up in front of the whole, uh, table. And they have these little, like, they're kind of like crepes but like a little bit thicker, like pancakes. And you would put a little bit of hoisin on it. I think it had cucumber, green onion, and then the duck, because duck is very rich. So you got that onion and the cucumber to kind of cut through that, and the hoisin just kind of balances it all. That's the first course. The second course was like a uh, a soup. I think it was a soup. Yeah, it was like, no, was it like a fried rice or something, or a noodle dish? It was made with like the leftover meat from the carcass once they'd cut off the main pass. And then the last or the second course, I can't remember the order, was like a, a soup that was made from the remaining, like the carcass of the duck and the remaining meat. But the whole the, the whole thing with peck and duck is I guess they prepare them in a way where they try to put air between the skin and the actual meat. So when they roast it, it creates this pocket and the skin gets like extra crispy. Mm. That's like the whole... air, air fries it a little bit, kind of? like. Yeah, I don't, I don't, that, that, that's the whole thing, though. I guess they have a mechanism where they blow air into the pocket between the skin and the actual like muscle, like meat, which kind of loosens the skin from the body. So when it roasts, I guess it creates this like extra crispy skin. But uh, Peggy Duck is is fire. Haven't eaten Pretty in a good. long while. Everybody, everybody knows this. I talk about it. I feel like every, somehow it comes up. I feel like fuck it every episode. I've been going the vegetarian route for a while. I've been pretty committed to it. I think I had some shrimp at Christmas this year, and I haven't eaten anything since. But I just don't myself see myself going back either. To be honest, I don't know. I've enjoyed it too much. I feel like I feel healthier because of it. I can tell you I did not eat vegetarian today. I had a California burrito for lunch, and I had Pizza Hut pizza for dinner. It was a really healthy oh, day for Drewski. Damn. That sounds good, though. I'm not going to lie. Some pepperoni pizza, some breadsticks. Yeah, it was really good. It's probably why I'm so tired. Just I ate f- like shit today. <laughs> <laughs> I just feel like a fat turd today. <laughs> feel fat. Feel, I feel bloated. What'd you have for breakfast? I skip breakfast. I don't eat breakfast. Fuck, dude. I would fuck. I, I don't know. It must, I don't know if it's like I don't know. I don't know what it is. My metabolism. I don't know if I just trained my body to accept that it needs breakfast. I would fucking. I I find it hard to concentrate when I'm hungry. Like like incredibly. Like I get so hungry if I don't eat. My focus is like garbage. Yeah, I just I just drink a bunch of coffee in the morning, and then that's my breakfast pretty it's, much. Is coffee an appetite suppressant for you? Yeah. yeah, it is for me too, and I that that does help. But I still I feel like I need something, even if it's just like a protein bar or 
my the Bavita biscuits they call them the breakfast biscuits those those seem to like get me going too if i have those for the coffee like that's a, that's fine but i need something otherwise it just drive me nuts yeah i just i just blow right through breakfast and then i i usually have a big ass lunch and i usually have a big ass dinner so we probably well i don't know about with you your vegetarian vegetarianism but i probably eat about the same amount of calories that most people do just over two meals instead of three so you're basically fasting. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Yeah. How uh, how do you have your coffee? Uh, just black. Like a fucking big boy. Like a champ, baby. You got like uh, you got friggin' pick up the soap in the shower boy over here who likes to put a little bit of sugar and creamer in his uh, <laughs> coffee in the morning. I don't put both to be honest. If I have black coffee though, I will have like I think I usually I'll have like a teaspoon of sugar in it, but. Nah, I guess I'm just soft, black. dude. You don't even need to. No, nah, I barely even need any coffee beans in my hot water. <laughs> I just, I like just light brown color. Just, oh, god. There's nothing if, worse than than. There's nothing worse than like watered down coffee. Oh god. What's the what's the 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 worst level of like coffee you're willing to accept? Like diner coffee, like coffee from Denny's or something. Is that acceptable for you? Yeah, I'll like drink it. Coffee? I don't I don't necessarily enjoy it. And I'll still drink it black. I don't I don't really enjoy sweet like the sweet I kind of like the bitterness of the coffee. Like I don't really enjoy the sweetness. I I do I like the bitter aspect of coffee, but I need something that just takes a little bit of the edge off. I don't know. I I guess it's just like me being a basic bitch maybe. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. We all know that you like your pumpkin spice lattes, so. Sorry, excuse me. Sorry. Uh, it's true. I do. Uh, I do like my pumpkin spice. Uh, I'm uh, a pumpkin spice latte boy, and I'm proud of it. And I don't have Uggs, but maybe that's the next evolution of my uh, PSL. Uh... I could see you rocking a pair of Uggs. I, I have slippers. I do have slippers. I actually got slippers as a Christmas gift from my wife and kids. I got some slips. There's nothing better than some fucking slippers. I got them on right now. I've still got socks on too, like a dumbass. I'm wearing shorts, That's, a t-shirt. I feel like you got you, you can't always go no socks and slippers. I My feet get sweaty and they start feeling gross. They feel weird, right? Yeah. So Sweaty slippers I feel like, is not good. No, it's not a good, it's not a pleasant It even thing. sounds fucking gross. Sweaty slippers. Sweaty slippers, yeah. It's like, how much money to just lick the bottom of sweaty slippers? The inside um, of a sweaty slipper. Yeah. Yeah, I. it's weird. Even even when I'm cold, like, my feet will still be cold, and 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 I'll still sweat. Like, my feet will still sweat in the slippers. Even even if I'm cold, so I gotta wear I gotta wear socks most of the time. Sometimes I'm too lazy to like put on socks in the morning, so I'll just put the slippers on. But sometimes I gotta you know you gotta take them off and let them, let let those puppies air out. You know, it's true. So I have a question about China, and maybe this is more China. of a China. Maybe this is more of a policy proposal to to Vinny. And, and I realize now that I'm thinking of it, this might be cu- quite personal. But what do you think about adopting the old two-child rule here in America? You just get cut off at two children. Oh, God. I mean, look, everybody acted like a fucking bitch about COVID and masks and shit. I couldn't imagine the chaos in <laughs> yeah. this country if you slapped down a rule about fucking having two kids mormons would be the first ones that would have like good dude let them let them leave get them out of here they can go live somewhere else yeah canada's gonna be like i don't fuck it we don't fucking want we you. don't want them <laughs> we don't want them <laughs> they gotta go live in like guatemala or something um, um yeah i don't i don't know about that i mean i'm no, already I know. fucking it's, deep in anyway because i've got three kids so yeah. i'm fucked <laughs> <laughs> the rule is too when they play they plant that rule they're like you got more than you got more than two kids. You're gonna have to get rid of the rest. Sorry, you better pick now, or you can just do the lottery if you want. <laughs> I 
I don't know. I think they might be on something. Maybe it would help solve like uh, fucking global warming. You Isn't know? China still pumping. crazy overpopulated? Though? <laughs> yeah, there's so many fucking people in China. I like okay, they adopted that, but there's still like a fucking fuck ton of people in. Doesn't China make up some ridiculous amount of the like the world's population as well? Yeah, I think they have over a billion people in China, right? God, that's a lot. China is up. big though. China is a big country. Yeah, it's huge. Um, um, One point four billion people live in China. Weird fact. Well, no, that's not even a fact. Weird thing. Have you ever seen the people that live on the border of China and Russia? No. They're just like a blend. It's like it's basically like being Eurasian, where you're Euro- European but also Asian. Like it's just like that. It's that weird culture of like the border towns, where obviously there's probably like the more white Europeans, and then you have people that are of like Asian descent that over probably I'm assuming hundreds of thousands of years have uh had relationships and they have a very unique look it's uh it's just it's just kind of that cool like intersect of like two very different cultures yeah they're like russian they're wearing the furry hats but they kind of look asian too right yeah and they yeah it's just why do i feel like they all have mustaches too is that crazy because you gotta have the butt broom dude that's how you get along there if you don't have a butt broom you're not accepted. But brooms in uh, border towns of uh, Russia and China. Highly yeah, I guess prized. it's like former Mongolia. Like Mongolia used to be in between before China like took it over. Like kind of Mongolian descent. Where it's you're right. It's still still Asian looking, but you're just a little bit whiter. <laughs> Who do you think's colder, the Chinese or the Russians? Ooh, like culturally, like like uh, like. I feel like personality way fucking like colder and like shut off. Yeah, I would say so. I don't know, like Asian cultures, I feel like have a little bit of there's some they definitely like centered around respect, especially like you know like based on seniority and stuff. I feel like Russians just don't fucking give a sh- give a shit about people. I don't know. Maybe <laughs> that's a, I'm probably generalizing there. <laughs> But I just feel like Russians are like, fuck you. I want my well, We know they don't give a shit about people because of all the war crimes they committed yeah. to Ukraine. <laughs> we know they don't care about uh, Ukrainians. No, I think that most of the Russian public is against that war. No, yeah. Well, I've, I've heard this, like, at least the lies that the Russian government are feeding into the media there is that apparently, and I don't know how, I mean, this is one of those hearsay things, but... Apparently, some of the news stories the Russian government are feeding through the media there is that they've told uh, the, uh, the Russian public, and like you said, I don't know how much of them believe it, because I don't know how much of social media is cut off there, so what, what, how much information they're getting, I, I don't know. But apparently, the Russian government is feeding lies to the public through the media that the Russians are actually fighting the fucking US in Ukraine. Like, the US showed up in the Ukraine. Wow. Uh, so it's like this war. They're they're trying to spin it as this war against the West, basically. Yes. Yeah. And apparently, some apparently uh, Putin's uh, approval rating has gone up before that fact. God, I wonder if that's like downplaying also the fact that the Ukraine have actually like stood up to their bullshit better than anybody thought they were going to as well, which is kind of crazy. Like, I wonder if that plays into that lie even more. Because it's, you know, we know for right. a fact that, like, Russian forces have had a harder time than they ever thought they were going to have. Yeah, like, they, like that helps feed into the lie, because they're like, oh, little Ukraine could never put up a fight. There must be some outside help. I, I You know the other thing I fucking hate? I know we're, this is the China episode and we're talking about Russia, but the other thing I can't fucking stand now is how, like, Republicans just, like, lean in on something and say that Putin's in the right because, you know, the West are bullies and we're not. And also, also all the Republicans that are like, you know, why aren't we going to, to war to defend the U- Ukraines? It's like, cause no one fucking wants World War Three. That's why, you dumbasses. Like, the moment we get involved, it's a fucking shit show. Yeah. I feel like it's dicey territory, even giving the Ukraines weapons. Like, I feel like that's even fucking shysty. 
You know what I mean? Like, I'm surprised that hasn't made things worse. Yeah, it's it's crazy. It's it is a little it's scary, right? Because we're definitely in the era now of like if World War Three breaks out, it's it it's bad. It's bad. It's like people have nukes nowadays. Like World War Three breaks out, Mad Max is real. <laughs> Fury Road. You know, you know what? I, I I was just listening to a podcast and he interviewed this guy who wrote a book about like the making of Mad Max Fury Road. I've I've never and I've it, I've never been into Mad Max cuz I know it's kind of like an it was it was kind of like a remake, I guess. Not maybe not a remake, but like Mad Max has been around for a while, right? Yeah, the original films uh had Mel Gibson and they were filmed like in the 80s in Australia. Right. So, I've never, I have, ne- I've never seen a Mad Max film, and I uh, not even Fury after, Road. No, and after after listening to that interview, I really, I really want to go watch it. You don't need to. I'll be honest. Like the eighties films are fine, but they're very dated. Fury Road just takes that universe and brings it into the modern era. It's it's an insane film. Like just from the like. It just it's it's one of those films that's like so cinematic because it just has these beautiful like wide angle shots of like the desert and vehicles riding through them and a lot of the effects are very practical and yeah it's Fury Road is one of those films like even if you're not into the whole like post apocalyptic genre of films uh, it's definitely like it's 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 an experience for sure yeah but uh, yeah you know I would say don't worry about all the eighties shit. You know, it's cool. It had a time and place. It's kind of a cult classic, but Fury Road is is perfect, and it's enough. You know, I uh, the during the interview they they said that um, Tom Hardy and Charlize Theron like hated each other on set. Really? Yeah, they like did not get along at all. Oh, I mean, I don't doubt it. Tom Hardy looks like he could go two ways. He looks like he could be like a chill dude, or he could be like kind of a, a serious prick. I don't really know enough about him. I guess his, I guess his kind of like, he well, sound. It sounded like he's a little less professional. Like would show up late and stuff. But he's a brilliant actor, right? But he does this. He does this. His kind of acting style is he'll he'll kind of just run with scenes and and do like crazy shit. And sometimes that finds the big screen, you know, like his crazy shit will just like, they're like, oh shit, that worked, you know? Um, but it also like wastes a ton of time because you have to do a bunch of cuts because he's just doing like weird ass things. Uh, it's kind of like, he kind of, it was interesting. The guy explained it as like failing, failing up or like failing towards success where he just like, will try this, like these crazy things. And then, you know, one of them really works and it's crazy in and of itself, but it like fits the scene perfectly. Um, and I guess Charlize is like a pretty professional actress, um, which she's great. You know, she's a, she's awesome. She's a, she's a great actress, but very like, you know, prompt listens to the director, you know, is very, you know, like pretty, pretty professional with, with her stuff. So they just like totally clashed, I guess. But you know what I think, though? And I think there's two... Like, that's almost the two sides, like, the extreme sides of, like, the artistry of acting, though. But I think, like, the purest form is the actor who just tries to, like, take it any which way, which kind of catches, like you said, like, that just, like, pure imagination of, like, just flowing with it and just, like, trusting instinct in that moment as well. Like, I kind of respect that about Tom Hardy, if he does that. But I could see how it'd be annoying because, for the most part, a movie is a director's vision, right? They've been entrusted with like bringing this thing to life, and they have this particular vision of how they want it to play out. It's cool when you hear a director is very open to that too. Uh, I, I know there's a bunch of directors that are like that, like just open to letting actors run with it, and even if it means taking like you know. 50 cuts or 100 cuts, I don't know how many cuts they do in a fucking movie of a specific scene, that that might capture that moment, like you said, that just true brilliance of, like, randomness that it can otherwise be lost if you have an actor like 
Charlize Theron, who's obviously amazing. You know, she's also an incredible actor as well. Um, so, yeah, I could see how that gets that would get old if you're spending fourteen hour days in like the African desert where they filmed. <laughs> you know, like. <laughs> but yeah, it's in, it's interesting. I do I do appreciate the stories of like ad libs and stuff that like make it to the screen. You know. Like when, yeah. like in in Django Unchained, when um, the the infamous story when like Leonardo DiCaprio's in there and he like slams his fist down on the desk or like breaks glass and he like he like cut himself like for real and that wasn't obviously that wasn't like part of the script but they like kept filming and he was like bleeding everywhere <laughs> and it just like totally adds to the scene because he's like this crazy fucking slave plantation owner. Him and fucking is it Don Lane, that older American actor? God, I watched. I haven't seen Django in a minute. I need to rewatch Django. It's been too long. Tarantino films, I feel like, are like seeing an old buddy. Like they're just like if it's a film, Tarantino film that you love, you rewatch it, and it's just oh, it's good. See, it just, I was just gonna say, I have like I have a hard time rewatching Tarantino films. Really? Yeah. You know the one I always go back to, Inglorious Bastards always that's a i mean it's a that's a great it's a, that one i think that one's his best i agree that's film. my favorite hands down i love world um, war ii stuff i just love that i love all the characters in that it's in, it's it's just great from start to finish but i feel like his movies are so brutal and it, it just like almost is a, like for me emotionally to watch that movie is like a big undertaking it's the, the same that- reason i don't like watching like christopher nolan films uh, oh. Rewatching those because that's like an inve- it's such an investment to sit down and watch a movie, one of his movies. The only Nolan films I've rewatched are all the Batman movies because every other one is like such a fucking mind fuck that at the end of it, like I'm like, oh, it was cool, but I still don't really fucking know what happened. Yeah, I've complained about that before. Chris and Nolan is like, and I feel like his 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 films. And I don't mean this in a criticism way because he's obviously like a master at what he does, but they're so not unique in the sense that they all feel like they take place in a similar or the same universe. Do you, do you know what I mean though? Like the style of them and the characters and I love that like people want to work with him, but it feels like he writes something to be complicated just for the sake of being complicated. Just so people are like, oh, that was cool. But what happened? How many times do I have to watch this to understand this? Yeah. I haven't. I haven't even watched. I haven't even. And I haven't even sat down and like invested in Tenet yet. Oh, and I, I would watch it for the sake of watching it. But even then, like I watched it once, and I said to Jen, I said, I felt like I knew what was happening after about an hour, and then something happened. I was like, I don't know what's happening. <laughs> yeah, I, w- I always say that. I always say I think Dunkirk is one of his more overrated films too. I didn't really love Dunkirk. See, that was one film I actually liked because I like World War Two. Yeah, I just don't do well with like movies that, and I get the stylistic choice, but there's not like one central plot line in that movie. Um, yeah, and I know it's meant to like kind of depict the chaos of of that of Dunkirk and like how it actually happened, but. I just had a, I, I don't know, I just didn't really enjoy it. I, the one thing I will say about Christopher Nolan films is the soundtrack and the, the, the scores in Christopher Nolan films are always just beautiful. And they, they, they totally make the films. But it's sad because that's not even really his work. It's just part of the body of work. Like, for me, the vision of the director, like, obviously is everything that happens visually, right? Like, they've, that's what they're directing you know obviously a composer comes in watches the film and is writing music to the film so for the me the the composition and i'm sure the director obviously works with the composer but that's really the composer's vision too so yeah you're just respecting hard zimmer who basically works with fucking nolan every time um yeah nolan i i I love him i do i do i do respect him as a filmmaker but i think he's like very very overrated like very overrated like people just fucking have a massive heart on for him and i'm like cool here's another film i probably won't fucking understand by the end of it like it'll take me two or three times to to kind of get a grasp of the plot uh in saying that though i think the last film that i watched of his that i did like uh 
Uh, I mean, I really like Dunkirk. Uh, Prestige is also an underrated Nolan film. I feel like that's a film that I think is not crazy in its plot and the story that it tells. And it has, you know, an awesome cast as well. I haven't seen that one. Interstellar is like, for me, everybody loves that film. I think that's also fucking overrated too. I enjoyed Interstellar. I gotta say, I I liked it. Um, Again, that's another, that's another movie though that I haven't like really been, been back to watch. And I, and I do think that that is one of those films that like almost exclusively should be enjoyed in, in the, in the theaters. I don't know if I was in the right mindset when I watched it. I haven't rewatched it, but I need to. Um, I know this is the China episode, but I want to say uh, Drew's a fan of animation. If anybody doesn't know this, uh, one of the cool things he does is even as uh, a young man, he still goes and sees animated films with no kids. Oh yeah. He's the only... <laughs> Did you have you seen Sing Two? No, I haven't seen that one. So much better than the fucking first film. Really. I enjoyed was, the first one. Yeah, the first one wasn't bad, but it was not memorable for me. The second one is vastly better. Uh, yeah, the last uh, the last animated film that I watched did you did you watch Turning Red on Disney? Yes, Plus? I loved it. Loved I thought it. It, I thought it was cool. Um, I heard I really, people complaining about it, and I was like, "What is there to complain about? People are so weird." I don't know. Pixar constantly do new things and try new things and to think that they try to do something from a new perspective for a different audience is amazing because there should be films like that because i heard someone say i'm not a teenage girl so i don't get this like i'm not a fucking teenage girl either but i understand from having a significant other and growing up with a mum and other women around me that like some of the struggles of like going into that thing and just being an adult and understanding that as well. And that's, I was like, yeah, that's so like was, male white privilege. Cause I'm sure oh, they're like, ah, it's Asian culture. I don't understand Asian culture. But it was I more about like the period right. stuff and like, you know, being going through the hormones. So like, that's, I felt like it was almost their complaint. And I was like, Shut the fuck up, it's not for you. Then Toy Story is not for you either, then. If you're going to complain about that, that's for kids, then. Yeah. Yeah, you, do you celebrate Dia de los Muertos? Oh, you don't? Then you can't enjoy Coco either. <laughs> Fucking idiot. Um, I, also, I also recently watched Luca uh, 2, which I thought was a beautiful... I thought that was a oh, really cool Luca's, film. Yeah, Luca is, is adorable. I, I was a little I bit that. worried it was going to be too much like The Little Mermaid because it was, you know, it was kind of oh, it is, sea monster, sea monster turning humanoid. But um, I don't know. I just really enjoyed the setting of that film in the, in a little, you know, Italian town. And I, yeah, I thought it was I thought it was really well done too. Pixar Pixar really doesn't miss much. I really I really love Pixar. I read an article that the two women that were mainly involved, uh, the director and then someone else that was involved with Turning Red, uh, both got promoted to like senior roles within Pixar as well to develop more films as well, which I thought was just another like awesome thing about that movie. But yeah, Turning Red was awesome. So funny. I love the references to like anime in it. Uh, the scene where she's drawing the boy that she doesn't think she has a crush on and then realize and then the mom confronts the boy and her about it and it's just like so embarrassing yeah (laughs) i was dying i i I liked um i liked to kind of the over the top express expression expression in that movie too like um the the animation style where it's almost it's almost cartoony I, i know it's animated but typically those like pixar films aren't like cartoons but they're, it's almost like cartoony where they would turn the eyes like really, really big or, you know, the, they would have kind of unnatural like physical movements, you know, bouncing up and down a little bit. Um, I, I, I liked that, too, where it wasn't like totally hyper realistic. Yeah, I love that movie. Uh, my, my kids are... I, we've heard the the boy band song. My kids have been playing that for like fucking weeks. That's um, awesome. But yeah, it was such a great movie. And Four I, Town I, I or whatever. Was, yeah, I uh, 
I love that Pixar are willing to take one of their like younger animators, like because I think that the 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 lady who ended up directing it, I think it was her story, and the fact that she was just an animator for Pixar and they gave that vision life for her. And I I watched the little making of, and that all happened in the pandemic. So they were making it prior to the pandemic. The pandemic happened, and they were still making that film remotely, which just added to the like. Yeah, it's crazy. Still, how insane and awesome that movie came out, you know? Yeah. This is the China episode. The China episode where we've where we've reviewed every Pixar film. Um, what's your favorite Pixar film? Really quickly, and then we'll get to how much. Uh, favorite Pixar film. It's, it's a tough so question. Fucking hard. I yeah. feel like every time a new Pixar comes out, like I really liked. Um, what was the one with? Um, that was the one with Tom Holland. Onward. Oh yeah, yeah. I loved Onward. I really loved to- Turning Red. Is up there, honestly, for me. I really like the one with the emotions. That's actually one of my favorites. Inside Out. Yeah. Inside Out really is another one. one of those ones. It's actually, I think it's like one of the darkest Pixar films, but yeah, I love that film a lot. And the back and forth between going into the mind and, you know, revisiting the emotions and then going back out to scenes where really traumatic stuff happens because everything that's happening in the mind. Uh, I love that film and I love the way that they, chose to portray emotions in that film and the crumblings of like childhood everything memories falling. and everything yeah childhood yeah. memories and i love that film a lot actually I, i've always been wally's always been one of my i always said wally was my favorite but when inside out came out and then i, I just the last few years i feel like they just keep releasing like amazing feel, like luca was incredible i don't know they just they hit fucking home runs it's rare that i see a pixar film and i'm like Never watching that again. I'll give you. I'll give you my top three in no particular order. Uh, it's got to be Wally. Wally's in the top three, no doubt. Yeah, hundred um, percent. I think for me, Coco is up there. I really enjoyed Coco. Yeah, I do love Coco too. Coco. Um, I I really loved like the visual um, effects in that movie. Uh, just how they portrayed the underworld if you want to call it that or you know like um or heaven whichever you know whichever direction you want to go um and then and the soundtrack too like i think oh that has one of the God. most memorable soundtracks yeah i just i just loved how they brought that whole culture to the audience you know like i really appreciated yes. that and made me made me respect and appreciate like that the mexican culture the the latin latin culture of like dia de los muertos and everything um, I, I honestly think Ratatouille is up there for me. I yeah, Ratatouille is a, a sleeper. I feel like yeah. it's underrated. Yeah. Completely underrated. Yeah, talk about a, a film I could watch anytime, anywhere. I, I don't know why. Yes, Any, I agree with that. On, I didn't I'm, think I'm of that, but I I agree. I love Ratatouille as well. God, you're right. Pixar just doesn't miss. Um, all right, that was the China episode. Um <laughs> <laughs> Pecking duck, everyone. Pecking How duck. much? Pecking duck and and uh, uh, child limitations, child number <laughs> limitations. That's about it. Uh, all right, it is time for how much with your host. It is Vinny. Me. All right, this is actually. I'm, we're going back, Dylan, mate. I love you. How much is? We're taking a break. I'm going back to my list. We'll come back to you soon, mate. Okay. Appreciate you how much is. Uh, how much to grow a weird mustache? Drew might have a struggle with that, but he'll try. Uh, start wearing questionable, creepy glass, vintage glasses. Buy an old van and legally change your name to Milton McCribble. <laughs> so you're basically going to look like a rapist, is what I'm getting at. Milton McCribble. Yeah, I this this is actually an old how much I I wrote this a long time ago. How much to grow a weird mustache, start wearing creepy vintage glasses, buy an old van and legally change your name to Milton McCribble. 
I can't I grow like a mustache. I'm just telling you. I wish I could. I can't grow one. <laughs> I wish I could. That's the saddest thing. Drew said some pretty sad shit to me because we're, we're good mates. That's up there. <laughs> I wish I could. I, I can't. But I just can't. I can't. It doesn't happen. It looks really bad. Um, I'm kind of in on the vintage glasses look, to be honest. Yeah, but when you've got a fucking van the, and you've got... The name change is what really throws me off. I don't want to go by Milton McCribble. <laughs> Milton. I came up with that name and I'm pretty proud of it. Milton McCribble. Milton. That's just a terrible name. He just got fucking... You know that motherfucker just got beat up. All through, all through fucking elementary, middle, high school, Milton just got fucking pounded. I'm a big, I'm a big nickname guy. I like, I like there to be the possibility of nicknames. What are you gonna call me if my name's Milton? Milt? <laughs> that sounds. It just, just, just cut it off. That sounds Milt. like something a snake does when it's horny, like. <laughs> That's something a snake does when it's horny. Oh shit! No, do your best, David Attenborough voice, and uh, <laughs> and please, can you just can we just pause in this moment? Do let's bring in uh, David Attenborough is with us on this episode of the podcast, and he's going to narrate something that a snake does when it's horny. I like how he's just Drew's just getting into character. Give him a second, okay? I'm trying to think. I'm trying to get into the David Attenborough spirit here. Um... <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Damn it. Here you'll find a pit of snakes. The venomous McCribbles. <laughs> Off in the distance, you'll see a snake melting. This is what happens when a snake becomes extra aroused or horny. <laughs> The snake has mated and is now melting its extra skin. What a beautiful sight. That was... That was some fucking Tom Hardy level fucking not shit sure about, right there. I'm not sure about my David Attenborough impression. It's been a while since I've watched a nature doc, so that's coming deep from the archives. Dude, but hey. Dude, hey, if you fucking just went there, fucking freestyle like that, it was it was fucking good. I'm not gonna lie. Like I was sold. If you had to put <laughs> if you had a mask of David Attenborough, I would have been hundred percent sold. I'd be like, Oh shit, sorry, I called you David Attenborough. Sir David Attenborough, sir. correct myself. <laughs> sir David. Oh man, what a what a oh man, Sir David Attenborough. Off in the Love distance, you'll see a McCribble snake melting. That's a fucking sad day for me because I grew up watching that guy's fucking documentaries. The day David Attenborough dies, sad day for Vincenzo. We're reconnect. We're we're back on the air. We're reconnecting. Drew's uh, Skype paused for a second, but we're uh, we're good. I don't know if you got what I said. You shaking? Yeah, your sad. Head, like no, I didn't. I didn't hear it. Well, it's gonna be a sad day for you. When? Oh no! I just said. I said. I. That's a sad day for me. I've grown up watching David Attenborough documentaries. The day he dies, that's sad. Like, there's no, there's no other. There's some great voices in documentaries. Morgan Freeman is one. He's great with documentaries too. Uh, I've heard Sigourney Weaver is great in a documentary too. She's got a great voice for documentaries, but they're not David Attenborough. Let's be he's honest. He's a goat. And the fact that he's the fucking documentary yeah. goat. And the fact that he's fucking in those documentaries too, on his hands and knees, like in the, in a, in a, like a, he's got a face like inches away from a, like a, a dung beetle or something just like watching it just fucking inches go to town, away like, making it from a mccribble inches away from a from dung a beetle snake. collecting it <laughs> melting <laughs> from a mccribble snake melting getting sexually aroused melting another snake love love Respect. david attenborough uh back to your how much i really don't know how much money it would take for me to do this uh, I'm okay. I'm gonna put a number out there just to fill this. I don't know too. I don't. I'm not into changing my name. Mustache I can deal with. Creepy sunglasses like Drew probably be into those. <laughs> yeah. Gonna be honest. 
the van like uh rape vans are not cool rape vans have never become cool there's not going to be a point where uh, like because that's what it is an old van is a rape van to me and i'm not even i mean i'm a man and that's still a rape van you know i, I don't know that i'm i am I guess i'm pretty rapeable, <laughs> but I mean, yeah you are baby but <laughs> uh but um yeah, the name change is a hard one too. I, I can't get behind that too. But if I had to do it, I could put a price tag. I could, could put a blah, 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 blah. I could put a price tag on it. I'm going to say, I'm just throwing five mil out there. Yeah, that, that's kind of where I was at. I, it needs to be into the millions for sure. I'm that's saying a life, solid five life-changing mil. life-changing money. Uh, yes, I'll buy the old van uh, after the five mil. I'm not going to buy it prior to that. I'll start wearing creepy glasses. I'll grow a weird mustache. I, my mustache, I don't think, is too weird. I mean, it's reasonably established. I just, I guess, I just have to shave off. The yeah, you got to shave, the shave it all hands. off. I'll do that for five mil, uh, and I'll change my name to Milton McCribble. Because there's nowhere in this how much it says it has to be permanent, but maybe we have to you have to deal with it for a period of time, right. and that's up for discussion. But five mil. I'm doing all it those might things. be a pain I'm, in the, it might be a pain in the ass to have to legally change your name back and forth too you know probably is yeah oh yeah new fucking license too with your fucking weird McCribble look Ugh. you have to explain that yeah it's like ooh, rough phase buddy see now when I tell someone I'm 41 I'm like they're like oh I would have thought you were in your 30s but when I say when they see my license and they see Milton McCribble and my mustache and my glasses and my rape van they're you're like being arrested. you fucking you, are you sure you yeah are you sure you're not 45 <laughs> yeah. or 48 you look like a 47 year old oh man you look like a 47 year old who likes Catholic boys <laughs> <laughs> I'll jump on that train for five mil. Alright, that was how much with your host. It's Vincenzo slash Milton McCribbles. Milton McCribble here. It's your boy Milton fucking Milts right over here <laughs> getting aroused like a fucking snake. Oh man. Alright, everybody. Thank you for listening. That was another episode without definite aim. Be sure to check out our podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, Amazon Music. Um Give us a nice little subscription, maybe a review, uh, a, a, for sure a rating. You can rate us all day. That's easy. Just click the five star button, uh, or or not. You know, we we welcome the feedback. Uh, and then uh, be sure to check out our Instagram page at Without Definite Aim Podcast. Uh, and if you want to send in any of your crazy how muches, maybe you've got a topic you want us to discuss, shoot us an email without definite aim at gmail.com. Please and thank Please and you. thank you. Thank you for listening. We will see you all next week. Bye. <laughs> Bye. See you next week. Bye. <laughs>